0: You are Locked on Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Hello, friends. This is Sean Doyle, host of the Locked on Blue Jays podcast, your daily podcast dedicated to the Toronto Blue Jays. I also cover Canada's team at the site I founded, jaysfromthecouch.com. Whether it's TV, radio, or in person, I'm always happy to talk Blue Jays. So hit me up on Twitter at DoyleJFTC. Welcome to episode two of Locked On Blue Jays. I'm really excited to be branching out to the Locked On Network. I'll be with you for the entire 2018 season as we look to bring you great audio content every day. Now, if you missed episode one, where I gave you the rundown of our daily podcast and and takeaways from the Blue Jays opening day, head on over to jaysfromthecouch.com to catch up. Now, obviously, once things get going, Locked on Blue Jays will have its own site, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Jays. All right, for episode two, I thought it'd be fun to bring in a good friend of mine. Jays from the Coucher, Ryan Andrews. We're going to have a little fun with 2018 projections. He and I are going to play with some over and unders, so let's give a warm welcome to Ryan Andrews. How are you doing, bud?
0: I'm all right. Am I the first guest?
1: You are officially Um... the first guest of Locked on Blue Jays.
0: yeah I'm finally first at something aside from fantasy baseball usually
1: oh see now you couldn't wait to get that in there <laughs> that's just petty
0: come man. on come <laughs> on I, I I started saying it like wait I win things in fantasy all the time I should mention that
1: that's just petty so for, <laughs> for our listeners who are new to the locked on uh blue jays and we also have the Jays from the Couch radio podcast. And we're all in a little fantasy baseball pool. And last year, Mr. Andrews here decided that he was going to win the league. And he did so in great fashion. And it wasn't even Irvin close.
0: Santana for life.
1: Irvin, when Irvin Santana wins your league for you. <laughs> like, it, I guess it was just meant to be. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Hey. So.
0: Hey, I. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to we're going to go ahead and we're going to hit up some 2018 Toronto Blue Jays projections, some overs and unders and all of that stuff. So Ryan, if you're ready, let's get locked on Blue Jays.
0: Let's do it.
1: All right, first of all, before we dive into specifics here, let's um let's get an overall picture. We'll start with how we feel the Toronto Blue Jays will finish this season. Now, opening day, notwithstanding, <laughs> they looked like a good team, but let's <laughs> let's uh let's start with team wins, all right? And okay. and then and then that's an easy one to, to kind of get the ball rolling here. So I'm going to set the the team wins at 85.
0: Okay. So this this is fulfilling a lifelong dream for me cuz you know, I see over and under on PPI, I'm like I can do that. I can totally I can totally answer those. So hopefully I don't mess this up. <laughs> um I when i was on the radio earlier this week on 95 7 i said the blue jays were going to be contending for the playoffs potentially at the expense of the red Sox. so i guess if i'm backing that up i have to say over because i think you're going to need like 88 89 to get into that wild card game especially with the twins who look decent uh, aside from fernando rodney blowing things but because I think this is still a playoff team, even after watching the Yankees tee off on Opening Day, I still say over. I still think this is a playoff team.
1: Now, see, I agree with you, and I would I would also take the over. But we should also mention that first of all, saying that they're going to finish above the Red Sox—that's a bold statement. Because a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine, he and I have this bet every year about whoever wins the division um, gets a case of beer from the other guy. Now, we also now just made it a little more interesting. Whichever team finishes higher in the standings um, gets a 12-pack. So this is going to be an interesting one for me to watch, but I don't see – I oh, man, this is tough. That's a bold statement to say the Red Sox will finish
0: below the Blue Jays. Um, that, I I think they're injured. They're already injured. They're missing, like, two starting pitchers and Justin Pedroia.
1: Oh, come on. Josh Donaldson can't even throw the ball from third to first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Now you're spoiling one of my over-unders.
1: <laughs> All right. So, but I am going to go take the over. It's just the, 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 the risk here, I think, is that the um, a lot has to go right. And that's mm. going to be um, a challenge. So, we're, But we'll both take well, the over. That's fine with me.
0: Yeah. Can't be any worse than last year when everything went wrong.
1: No, nope, that's true. That's true. Even if, like, half the things go wrong, we may be in better shape this year. All right, your exactly. turn. Your turn.
0: All right. Um, I'm I'm going to save the one that I think you spoiled. Um, big part of the Blue Jays this year, they're going to be relying on their starting pitching. It's arguably the strength of their squad. Um, I'm going to ignore J.A. Happ for now, and I'm going to turn to one of the other members of the rotation and ask you over under 180 strikeouts this season for one Marcus Stroman.
1: Oh Ooh, now that's a good one because see Marcus Stroman is like the ground ball specialist, right? And that's oh man, he's not necessarily I wouldn't say quote unquote known for his strikeouts. And what was really funny is I was watching the the MLB the show reveal where they showed him his his grade, which was <laughs> not flattering, but he did no. say, he did say he was going to strike out. Uh, more batters this year which i thought was rather interesting so hmm last couple seasons i want to say he was right around 150 160 so he,
0: he averaged 165 strikeouts over the last two seasons
1: all right so and, we, and you said it at 180 yeah i'm gonna take the oh, oh mm, i'm gonna take the under
0: ah oh, buying into the show ratings
1: well you know I just think the, the he is what he is and no matter how much he talks which you know what he can he can back up his talk so I'm not gonna get get on Marcus Roman's case I'm not gonna suggest he needs a mentor or anything silly but um, I he, he is because he is what he is I think there's going to be ground balls in his future and so for him to collect you know well I mean it's only 15 more strikeouts but I'm still gonna take the under I'm just gonna say you know, Maybe right around where he has been, so I'm going to go ahead and say the under.
0: That's that's fair, and I I probably am inclined to take the under as well. I I think 180 is an attainable goal for Strowman, but you you don't know you know with injuries and stuff, and like you said, he is a primarily ground ball pitcher. He likes to get the contact and that so. I'm inclined to agree with you with the under, but I'm I'm not saying it's unattainable for Stroman. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. And you know what? I mean, if you're a pitcher, wouldn't you rather lots of ground balls, get 20 on 27 pitches, get 27 outs, and go home? I mean,
0: <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. that's the dream right there. Absolutely.
1: Nobody's ever done it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's go with John Gibbons. Okay, the man's oh. he's got a new set of glasses, uh, looking sharp. Apparently, he was having trouble seeing whilst driving, and I'm not sure why he needs to wear them on the field, uh, but whatever. So, John Gibbons is a fiery man. I, I think if you're a player, you love him. Uh, especially because, like, we had, what, the spring training game in Montreal, Danny Espinosa gets on base, and he's like, no, I'm going to run for myself, and Gibby's like, oh, all right. <laughs> so he's letting guys who aren't even on the roster make decisions. So, great manager... <laughs> For the players, uh, but when you want to, so you can get fired up. I'm gonna set the over and under for Gibby ejections at six this season.
0: Well, reality, um, i mean, the the way the umpires have been lately, like especially last year, with the way they're just tossing people left and right. Mm. It, it makes me feel like a higher number is attainable there, and like. Gibby knows, like, if this season goes south, it's likely it for him. Like, like his past success got him a bye for last year. And like like we said, there's a lot of things that went wrong last year. But another season, if they have to, you know, trade Donaldson and trade all these pieces off, they may decide they want a fresh voice as well. So that's going to make Gibby angry. Mm-hmm. And if there are any perceived slights, I think he's more likely to argue them. And. How many times will he take that waddle back to the dressing room? The waddle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a waddle. Come on, like, like even even with the glasses on now, he looks like Scrooge McDuck leaving the field. Um, I'm gonna say over. I, mm. I think, I think he's gonna be out there enough and arguing enough that he's he's going to draw the ire of at least a couple umpires who will toss him out. Repeatedly, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna say he gets ejected like seven or eight times.
1: Ooh, yeah, and he got five last season. But again, you know what? The, I think you bring up a very good point in the umpiring, uh, changing them, trying to reassert themselves in a game that's constantly trying to get rid of them. And so, maybe, maybe you're right. Your turn.
0: Okay, so Gibby actually ruined this one, oh. um, be- because he announced earlier today. That Josh Donaldson will be DHing the next couple games against the Yankees,
1: and which I call it so, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's probably for the best. Yeah, but this has me wondering about Josh and his mental state. So, Sean, mm-hmm. over under zero point five skips on Josh Donaldson's next throw from third base to first base whenever <laughs> he makes that throw. <laughs>
1: So how many so he's are we picture like we're picturing like standing at a lake there and tossing pebbles across to see how many times you can get. Oh man.
0: Essentially.
1: Yeah. Um zero point five. Oof. Yeah. So on will his,
0: he skip his next row?
1: On his next throw, I'm gonna go ahead and say I'm gonna take the under. Um I don't think you're gonna see Josh Donaldson at third until he can make that throw. Because we have to I think we have to be honest here, that even though nobody will say it, that's gotta be embarrassing. So mm. I'm and and the fact that he even says he'll leave it up to his manager, I mean that that's awfully telling because I, I wouldn't put it past Josh Donaldson to say, you know what, i I can play and Gibby can go pound sand. So I, I really I think you're gonna see zero because he won't be there until he can make that throw.
0: That's fair enough. I that that makes sense to me and I'm 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 inclined to say under as well. Mm-hmm. I I think that was embarrassing what he did on opening day and I think that's why he, he's been given this time to maybe refocus and you know maybe worst case they turn to Maple and he say, Hey Freddie Anderson, can you play first base for us? We need you stopping all these Donaldson throws. so <laughs> just just wear your folded, folded gear, just stand there and it'll be fine. Agreed.
1: All right. Let me see which one I'll go with here. Uh, I don't want to go with the obvious games played for Troy Tulowitzki because that's just like, you know, low-hanging fruit at this point. Yeah.
0: Um, and I will say under to anything you said. <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: oh, All maybe. right. So let's, uh, let's uh, bring it back to the rotation here a little bit. The starting five, okay? Uh, Aaron Sanchez, Marcus Stroman, J-Hap, Marco Estrada, and Jaime Garcia. Those five... I want to mm-hmm. go with combined starts Ooh. for those five. Now, that's tough because, you know, in the run of a season, you're going to get starts from probably another, well, hopefully just maybe two or three. But, yeah. you know, we've seen seasons where it's like five, six, seven uh, different starters. So I'm going to set it at 110 starts for these five.
0: Okay. Because yeah, teams don't really go with just starting five rotations anymore. I think the last team that got like a full 162 starts from like five does five or six designated starters is like the is like the 2010 Reds or something like that. I I only know it because Todd Redmond was the one who broke it up and kept it from being 162. <laughs> Um, Good old Todd. Shout out Jay's, Jay's legend, Todd Redmond. Absolutely. Uh, 110. I I think it's going to be over Ooh. because Happenstrom, I think you can pencil in for 32. Estrada, I think you can pencil in for 30 to 32. Garcia's been durable his entire career, so I think he can hit 30. I think the question is Sanchez, but I'm already at 120 if I pencil those in for four. True. So, I, I even if I knock off a couple from them, I still think it's over because I think you're going to see Joe be a genie at some point during the season, especially later. Mm. Uh, just come up from Buffalo and get like those spot starts or something like that when they need like a sixth guy. So I'm going to say over 110 starts for them.
1: Okay, and that's fair enough. I mean, it's it's an average of 22 starts per. Um, and I don't know, Aaron Sanchez looks healthy and, oh my God, I'm so excited. Uh, when that guy, <laughs> when that guy is healthy, I, I you know, it, it's almost to the point where it's almost like, and I don't want to compare the two because he's got a long way to go, but it's almost like Roy Halladay stuff here where you are like, oh, Sanchez is starting today, clear my schedule, you know? So I think that's going to be a ma- massive, massive impact on their season, but I think I'll, oh I, I I think this is the issue with fans of the Toronto Blue Jays we've been so so hurt um by the team being hurt that we're afraid to think that they're they're not going to be hurt um mm. so uh, I want to take the over I really do I really do so I'm gonna go with it I'm going to trust them um however, I reserve the right to say uh no I knew it was going to be under. <laughs>
0: See, I wish I could do that at the casino, just be, like, betting on red, and then, like, I reserve the right to take it back and bet on black if black comes up. Exactly. So, yeah. I think that's fair. I should try that. I Uh, should try that next time.
1: We should set it, we'll we'll set up a casino ourselves, and uh, that'll be the house rules. uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we'll make a killing.
1: We definitely would. All right, you're you're out. All
0: right. We've been talking about the rotation a lot. Let's talk about the bullpen for a second. and. I, I actually have a piece coming up on jaysfromthecouch.com, plug, <laughs> um, looking at the way the Blue Jays have built this bullpen, how it relates to other, other ways that it's been done in the past. So I wanted to ask you, over under 150 combined bullpen innings Ooh. from the three cheap veteran signings they made this season, that's Sung Juan O. Oh, John Axford and Tyler Clippard will they pitch combined hundred and fifty innings for this club?
1: You said one fifty, like one five zero, right?
0: Yeah, essentially fifty innings apiece. Like like Danny okay. Barnes pitched like seventy. Yeah, exactly.
1: And that's why I'm like, you know, I think one fifty. Woof. Man. See the health is the big thing there, right? With Axford and Clippard. Um, ooh, man.
0: And, and oh you gotta throw O in there he did yeah. fail a physical this offseason
1: but well it's the rangers i mean <laughs> the, the, any results that come from their physicals they're the ones who took away um re dickey's signing bonus because they said he shouldn't even be able to turn a doorknob um so you know but they, yeah I,
0: I question i question the Rangers. so well you right. can't eat this stick of deep fried butter you ain't healthy son
1: Exactly. So there you go. All right. Um, <laughs> 150 for those three. Oh, again, the injury thing, I'm going to go with Axer's like 600 years old. Um, I think
0: you, he's younger than you, isn't
1: he? He's younger. Shut up.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. 150, just, just so we don't draw this out. I'm going to take the under.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm going to agree with you on that. Clippard I think might be the last guy in the bullpen. So if if he struggles, like it's going to be a quick hook for him. M- maybe not so much Axford just cuz he has the Canadian content and oh because he has the the guaranteed MLB contract, but yeah, I'm I'm inclined to say under cuz I think there's going to be some bullpen turnover at some point. Mm-hmm. And they will they will have to dip into that that depth in Buffalo and get Tim Meza and Carlos Ramirez probably back up Agreed. at some point
1: Agreed Alright, let's do one more each and we'll put a ribbon on this I'm going to go with <clears throat> Let's. You know what, let's stick with the bullpen here Well, yeah, let's do it Roberto Osuna Last season, 10 blown saves for the Toronto Blue Jays That's easily 10 games they should have won mm. That's a different season Let's be honest now, he's just 23 years old. He's collected 95 saves over his career already. We're talking about if he continues in this role. It's not a stretch to think he's a Hall of Fame closer. So, and I don't you even know, he's 23, so I'm not going to go, you know, don't quote me on saying Roberto Osuna is a Hall of Fame closer, but.
0: Uh, I'm sorry, I was already writing that down in Sharpie. What do you want me to do with it? <laughs>
1: Uh, yes. Just insert <laughs> insert the word "might" and we'll be all right. Yeah. all
0: right. I don't think I can fit it.
1: So last season, ten blown saves. I want to go the over and under on blown saves this year. I'm going to set it at
0: five. Okay. So it's it's a really elite closers that really get through a season unscathed. Like, like that string Eric Gagne had when he was with the Dodgers, where he had like, I don't know, a hundred con- converted saves in a row. That doesn't happen now. It, just, it takes one ball for it to be a blown save. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Kimbrel must have had like five or six last year, didn't he?
1: I'm not sure. I can't get past his arm.
0: <laughs> Stupid stretch. <laughs> yeah, can can't get past him auditioning for Spider-Man Five. Guess <laughs> who's coming to dinner? It's the Vulture. <laughs> um five loan saves for Osuna I have to say over yeah because I like it's so it's so volatile that position and it, it, it just happens like you you give up one mistake pitch and it just gets hammered out at this point in the league where everyone's a 20 home run threat apparently agreed so I I think by that law of averages I have to say over on Osuna
1: And the other thing I would add is I'm going to say the over because he picked up 10 blown saves last year, but still it ended up with 39 saves because that's how many times he was in a position to pick up a save. And this Toronto Blue Jays offense is not going to blow people away anymore. So they're going to be a lot closer games. So I'm going to take the over um, on blown saves just because of the opportunity for blown saves. That's Mm -hmm. all. And it's not a reflection on him. It's just the situation.
0: Yeah, and there's really no threat to take away the closer position for Osuna. I mean, the the right. only the only ones with closer experience really are O and Axford, and neither of them is going to be uprooting him anytime soon. Nope. So, yeah, he's going to get a lot of chances. He's going to make mistakes. I I think there's going to be some blown blown saves. Agreed.
1: All right, bring us home here, bud.
0: Ah, uh, well. I was going to ask you over under 27 times Pat Tabler will lovely call Stanton judge or Sanchez strong during the rest of the series. Oh man. But I don't think I can end on that one. <laughs> so it's over, obviously, obviously. Uh, um, I'm going to, I'm going to touch back on something I said, um, earlier this week, actually, um, when I was running for that lineup, I, I said that Randall Grichuk had the potential to be this year's Justin Mm Smoke, A guy who was a top prospect, who was kind of jolted around a bit by his teams, never really given that full playing time shot to really settle into a rhythm and and find that hitting stroke at MLB level. Grichuk's going to be the everyday right fielder. I I see at least 130, 140 games for him, so I will ask you, over under 30 home runs this season for prized Blue Jays offseason acquisition, Randall Grichik.
1: Mm, I'm going to take the over. Um, a move to the AL East is going to do him wonders. Think about the ballparks, Yankee Stadium. I mean, the Green Monster alone, um, and mm. then, you know, hitting in Rogers Center. And once that roof opens up, oh boy, look out! So I'm going to I'm going to take the over. I love his power.
0: Mm, I I'm in inclined to agree as well. I I probably could have said it at thirty five and and gotten you thinking because I think he can he can hit thirty five thirty six in in the AL. I I think like you said the bandboxes are there the, the pitching especially if he gets a tee off on that raised bullpen like mm. like there there are home runs coming for Randall Grichuk and and this is going to be it, this, he's like Colby Rasmus two he's better. He's, he's going to hit more, and we stole him from the Cardinals again at the cost of a guy we signed to a, a minor league deal last year. Hmm. No, agree. Um, Love it. So, yeah, I, I'm high on Grichuk. That's why I drafted him in fantasy.
1: <laughs> well, I hope you just, enjoy just his... Just to
0: bring it full circle.
1: I just uh, I hope you enjoy his strikeouts, that's all. Uh, but that's not what we were talking about, so you know, I won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, but we are at the end of episode 2 of Locked on Blue Jays podcast, daily, daily podcasting covering the Toronto Blue Jays in great fashion. Ryan Andrews, I want to say thank you, tell everybody how they can follow you on Twitter and all that stuff.
0: Um, You can find me on Twitter at NeoAC18, that's N-E-O-A-C-1-8. You can tweet at me whatever the heck you want, I'll usually respond because I am that desperate for attention. <laughs> so... Ask me about baseball, ask me about hockey. Ask me about what I think about the McDonald's, Montreal, Angus, whatever the heck they're trying to feed down your throats. I will likely answer it. So, yeah, hit me up on there and look for my writing on jaysfromthecouch.com.
1: Absolutely. Make sure you follow us at jaysfromthecouch.com, and and that's where you will find it. It'll be the home of Locked on Blue Jays until the site gets up and running, which shouldn't be much longer. Um, I'm told it'll be up within days, so that's great Follow us on Twitter at Lockedonj This is your host for the season daily podcasting. I'm Sean Doyle. You can follow me on Twitter at DoyleJFTC. So for all of us, this is Sean Doyle hoping life gives you a juicy fastball down the middle and you don't miss it. Take care.